Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. What's up, everybody? It's Kyle Thurkey from Nashville for Nobodies. And Bobby Gordon here for a slightly late recording of the episode, but that, that's fine. That's fine. You know, we're we're in busy season and we are, things are coming we're up. We're making it work. We're, we're still here, though. We still have it going. Yep. Um, quick announcement before we introduce our guest for the day. Um, I do a fundraiser every year for the Breast Cancer Can Stick It organization, and that fundraiser is up and running now. There is a donation site that is going to be, if it is not already, on all of my socials. Or um, you are welcome to send donations via Cash App or Venmo. And my handle is Story of Bob on both of those. So if you would like to be a hero and help save the world from breast cancer, I will probably buy a pink cape so I can look like a superhero with a pink cape since wearing a dress in Nashville, Tennessee is illegal now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to sew a big B on your cape. Oh, that would be sick. Can it be bedazzled? Yeah, yeah, we'll bedazzle it for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, today we have a special guest. We got Ian Bennett in the house. Ian, how you doing today? What's going on, guys? It's good to see you, man. It has been a minute. It has. been too many minutes. Lots of minutes. Lots of minutes. Lots of minutes. So I've never actually uh, played a gig or anything with you. I've only seen you in passing you and then our interactions out. on Ian Facebook. Ian is easily one of my favorite guitarists in town. Oh, I appreciate I've, that. Trust me, so I, I have sat and listened to him. He's phenomenal. I, I, I love him, man. He, he's great, but I've never actually got to uh, sit down and have a conversation with him until this morning. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this podcast. Me too. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> it's going to be good. So uh, tell us about yourself, man. Where are you from? How'd you get to Nashville? What do you do here? All, all that fun stuff. Well, my name's Ian Bennett. I'm from Waverly, Tennessee. Uh, Been in Nashville like six years, seven years. I can't keep track of any of my stuff, really. Should be Uh, about that. We came in pretty close to the same time. Pretty close. Pretty close. I think it was 2018. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I play at Nudie's uh, with a band called The Handsome Hangovers, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Uh and I play with a female artist named Alyssa Scott. Um, quick plug for her. She's got a new song coming out June 9th called You, if y'all are interested in all that stuff. Nice. Absolutely, but, man. Yeah. It's a little disco country kind of thing. Disco Funky. country. Disco country. That's cool. Did you yeah. play on it? Oh, yep. No. Oh. no. I'm interested now. Disco country. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's cool. It's a cool little tune. kind of really wanted to hear how you would play disco. <laughs> oh, I mean, we're doing a... We're doing an acoustic set at Sonny's in June sometime. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember what day it is. I think it's the seventeenth, but yeah, it's it's difficult <laughs> in <laughs> some ways to figure out how to like put all these synthy things into a right acoustic track. But it's cool though. Uh but yeah, I'd co front with the handsome hangovers, sing, play guitar, all that kind of stuff and fill in with everybody every once in a while. Awesome. So uh, you said you moved here in 2018. Yes. Uh, so what what brought you to Nashville? Like, why why did you move out here, man? So growing up in Waverly, it's it's difficult 
to say that you want to be a guitar player because we're so close to Nashville and everybody mm. knows somebody in Nashville who's ten times better than you already. So I was just like, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna move over there. I'll just move to Jackson, Tennessee, and like my, my wife lived over there, so <coughs> moved over there for a little bit. Played with a few bands over there. Met this guy named Skylar Anderson and traveled back and forth from West Tennessee to Nashville a few nights a week, and then worked at a theater during the day. Then would go to Memphis on Thursdays and then come back to Nashville on Friday. And it was crazy. So I just got tired of it and I quit playing with them. That's that's a lot of driving. It was that's a, a lot, lot of, of driving, man. And that, that's a distance. Yeah. I think like the first year that I was playing in Nashville, I put like 50,000 miles on my car. Just that. Yeah. Driving. Wow. Just all the different places we were going to. And the, the majority of the time we were riding with the bass player. So like. I don't know. But they all moved up here. I got a little jealous and wanted to move up here. Moved up here to play blues. And I knew Ping Rose that plays with Corey Mack and Poye that plays with uh, Ping and all those guys. I was like, yeah, man, I'll just move up to Nashville, play blues and do that. And that didn't work out. So I just moved into doing the country thing. I was like, hey, I'm white trash. I can do the the country (laughs) thing pretty good, man. Like, So I just jumped into it. Hell yeah, awesome. So how long have you been playing guitar? Uh, 17 years. Nice. Almost 18 years, I think. Nice. Yeah, I started when I was 13. Granddad was like a USO show bluegrass picker back in okay. like the 50s. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, he did that. And then my mom sang and everything else. And I was like, man, I just want to do something. I was playing trumpet and I was like, it's okay. Not a big fan. But <laughs> got a guitar instead of a drum set for my birthday when i was 13 and then just kind of took off from there so did you ask for a drum set and then get the guitar yeah i asked for a drum set and then i got a practice pad and that's not fun it it wasn't (laughs) i got a pair of like really cheap sticks like what's this rubber circle like what what, yeah like what does this do (laughs) what are rudiments i don't know what rudiments are so but yeah i got that acoustic and then just I want to tell all my students, like, the fun of playing drums is that they're big and loud and make a bunch right. of different sounds. So when you get, here's a practice pad, you can learn everything on this. It's like, why would you want to? Right. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make noise, not tap, 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 right. tap. <laughs> it's like when you get an electric guitar, like, you want effects pedals. You want to be able to oh, make yeah. cool sounds. You don't want to just, like, strum on it unplugged. That's not fun. It no. barely makes noise. No. Yeah. And I got an acoustic guitar, and I was like, I don't even want an acoustic guitar. Like, if I'm going to play guitar, I want to play the electric guitar. My mom was like, okay, we'll learn how to play acoustic, and then we'll get you an electric guitar. And I was like, all right, cool. So I learned a whole bunch of stuff, and she was like, all right, after you learn this whole Stevie Ray Vaughan album, <laughs> then we'll buy you an electric guitar. So, I'm, But mom, if I do a bend, I lose half my finger. Right. <laughs> so, but I figured it out and got a little crappy electric guitar and learned a bunch of Alter Bridge tunes. Nice. Yeah. I do love me some Alter Bridge. Yes, right. sir. I, yes, sir. It's funny because I hate Creed, but I love Alter Bridge. It's, yeah, oh, you is, subtract is, Scott, it's, and it's a great band. No, <laughs> I ain't even going to lie to you. I love Creed. I get down with Creed. Creed and Nickelback are like two of my favorite rock oh, I bands. I love Nickelback. Absolutely. <laughs> I like Creed, too, but like the whole Alter Bridge thing, it just, yeah. man, this is such a better band. <laughs> yeah, we played Move It On Over by Hank Sr. the other day, and the very next person that came up wanted uh creed so we did with arms wide open right after playing hank senior and i was like this is beautiful i love nashville 
Because Creed songs are really fun to play. Oh, yeah. Like, whether you like listening or not, they are fun to play. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to sing it well. You just have to be close enough to the note, and it's fine. (laughs) Yes, sir. I don't remember who I was playing with, but somebody requested Pearl Jam, and we were like, we know the song, but none of us sang it. Yeah. And the guitar player was like, well, I just need to make noises, right? Yeah. Like, hey, and, how are you? And basically, he pulled up the lyrics, but like half of the stuff, he was like just making the noise. Oh, and yeah. it was hilarious. I saw a video online the other day. It was, it was um, how Pearl Jam sounds to not Pearl Jam fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just awful. I love those videos. <laughs> it was great. Loved it. Oh man! So so blues is clearly your hometown when it comes to styles. Oh so, yeah. Like you say, you're doing the country thing, but you're still definitely it, playing blues stuff. It, it definitely, yeah, all it definitely, the time. definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. comes out, and you're playing 100. percent Yeah, like, like I always tell everybody because they're like, "Man, how'd you learn how to do the chicken picking stuff?" I was like, "I didn't. I just played blues licks, more staccato. Right. Like that was it. I just it, made you, them snappier and the faster, and then hit the next note. Yeah. Like that was it." And like I'm trying to figure out all this Brent Mason stuff and like learn how to actually play country because I play with a fiddle player and like the girl that I play for she does a lot of country stuff and it's like okay I should probably learn how to actually do this. Well, so, I mean, you, you brought up the bluegrass thing, like oh yeah, I could definitely as soon as you said that I was like oh that makes a lot yeah, of sense yeah. because when you get to going like a lot of that same kind of bluegrassy super fast like, oh yeah melodic stuff comes out in your playing yeah as i well, love so. billy string i was listening to billy strings on the way over here it's like if i'm gonna listen to music in the car now i can't listen to anything that i play downtown so i have to listen to the, all the same. bands that i like that are completely different i'm i'm the same i'm the same unless i'm like there's an artist song that i have to like learn right. or something Yep, nope. I'll, yeah, nope. I'll listen to anything else in my car. That's what I tell people. 70% of the time, if I'm listening to music, it's because I have to. Right. Because I want to. Yeah. And if I'm listening to something else, like, I'm actively not learning it. Yeah. And so, when somebody asks me to play it or something, like a random request, I'm like, I've heard it 10 million times. I right. love this song. I don't want to play it. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've never liked, like, Screamo or Emo or, like any of the pop punk stuff but my wife is a diehard pierce the veil fan which is hilarious no yeah like <laughs> my wife is five two and like a super tiny little quiet woman who works as an admissions counselor for a college but when she picks me up downtown it's just like cannibal corpse is playing in the car and it's like okay cool that that checks out. That that yeah. checks out honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be some like deep seated inner trauma trying oh, to come yeah. out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, the the short girls, man, they they're all like metalheads. <laughs> well, like I I met her in college, and the college that we went to was a uh, like a Christian school, but like not really, but kind of. I'm not gonna dog them because she works for them, but <laughs> um, yeah, like we had a school newspaper and. At the top of the newspaper, it had Amos 4-4, and that was like the Bible verse for the newspaper. But then if you look up Amos 4-4, it says, go to the name of the school and sin. And I was just like, all right, cool. So we're just partying over here. They're like, yeah. <laughs> like We go to a Christian school, but like the Bible liquor store is not far. <laughs> so That's hilarious. But yeah, the first time I met her, I thought, I was like, okay, cool. We're going to listen to like Toby Mac or something. And she she fucks with Toby Mac. Like she loves it. But yeah. As soon as 
she gets anxious going downtown she gets super anxious she's just like no i need my my kill people music i'm like all right cool i feel that yeah on an emotional level yeah. and i've actually started to like it like the more i listen to it the more i'm just like okay vic fuentes is like a pretty good singer i like him I'm like that's pretty cool i can dig it i do there, there's a lot of good metal music out there absolutely yeah. and these players are phenomenal oh yeah <laughs> like just incredible yes yes metal drummers are a different breed oh yeah they're nauseatingly good <laughs> have you seen the guy that does all the metal songs with one hand oh yes. yeah he's I don't, just like I don't, drinking a beer yeah like, he's eating he's, a sandwich yeah <laughs> and just do with one hand doing it perfectly and i'm like how how do you do that yeah it's insane, man. Absolutely crazy. You say that, but like, I have seen you change guitar strings during the middle of a guitar solo <laughs> and never miss anything. I'd Wait, like, what? So, yeah. hold, up, hold up. What? Yeah. I, man, I'm not that coordinated anymore. I don't believe you. I don't know. I might could still do it. But yeah, we were playing something and I broke a string and I just like grabbed a string and put it in my mouth and then started stringing it and then was like yeah, doing arpeggio type stuff. a solo and, over here, ripping the pack with his teeth, pulling the string. Yeah, out. man. Like, Restreet, like never misses anything. You oh, know? That's awesome. That's like, awesome. I saw I'm pretty BB sure King I do fucked that. up watching him do it. <laughs> Yeah, I saw a video of B.B. King doing that in the middle of a song one time. I was like, that's cool. I'm going to learn how to do that. And I never learned how to do it. I was just like, all right, we're going to see what happens. But, yeah, I broke a string in the middle of Freebird the other day, and I was so sad. I was just like, I can't stop. It was like right at the beginning of the guitar solo, and it was my high E. I was like, all right, got to figure out my theory real quick. So I'm like sitting there (laughs) playing and trying to figure out where I can go higher on this B string to get to those notes. And Oh, damn. That and that. That's not a song you want to break a no, string on, man. Like, because that's what everybody hundo for it, and I was that's, like, that's what everybody wants to hear is the solo. Like, yeah, that's what they want to hear. <laughs> I could have broke the string during the five minutes of boring at the beginning, like, oh. right? Could have definitely changed it then. Yeah, oh, would have been fine easily. Yeah, damn, this is nuts, man. So you two used to play together. Yeah, with we played Annie together Gavin. for a while, probably a year and a half. Something probably like that. a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, guess guess I, what I found the other day? What'd you find? <laughs> Our photo shoot pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, well, yes, sir. I know what we're putting on for the. Uh, there you I'll go. Send them Instagram. I'll send them to you. <laughs> Please do. I want to see these. This yeah. is in the height of mine and Ian's budding bromance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh, that's awesome. We we were a very loving band. At we, the were. Photo shoot. we were. We uh, were. So Harrison Doyle. You know Harris. Yep, he, absolutely. He played bass in the band and everything too. Mm-hmm. So, and he's uh, as huggable as it gets. Oh yeah. Well, there's <laughs> a uh, there's a picture of me like leaning in towards his chest to lick him. Yep. And so whenever uh, him and Annie got married uh, at the the wedding, they had asked me to be a groomsman, and so I was like, oh, we got to remake that photo. I was like, we got to do that. So then there's Harrison <laughs> in a suit and everything, just like it was great. Oh, that's Wonderful. awesome. That's yeah. absolutely awesome. T- playing in a band with Ian and Harrison was never boring. Oh, no, oh, man. I can imagine. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been, we were talking before you got here and like had great conversation. Oh, yeah. And like, so, and then I love Harrison. Like, I absolutely adore the guy. Like, oh, yeah. 
So How can I, you I not? Imagine. He's one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. Oh, he yeah. is. Shout out to Harrison Doyle. We fucking love you. Annie, we love you too. Like, Amen. Y'all are awesome people. Oh. I know that they listen. So. Yeah. <laughs> Annie definitely knows. She likes to send me messages talking about the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. You've told <laughs> great. me. You've told I'm me. trying to get her on. She's still a little nervous. She's not sure she wants to do it. Oh, you got to get her on. I'm trying to. I, I know. Some people would just like something about like being talking into the microphone about mm-hmm. yourself like there it's it's weird oh yeah I, that's I, why i like this format because it's it's not i'm not like ian what did you do when did you do this what right. year were you it's just a conversation <laughs> we're just talking about shit that we do yeah, yeah. try to introduce you first and then we go into a conversation mm-hmm. and talk about all the stupid stuff we have to deal with downtown <laughs> one stupid stuff we do yeah that too <laughs> that too it's fun stuff. Fun yeah, man, stuff. I'm, I'm weird at interviews, man. Like the whole idea of interviewing somebody and somebody interviewing me just freaks me out. Like I've done three or four and it's it's weird every time. I forgot. I forgot who said it, it was like a quote or something. Maybe I saw it on a YouTube video or something, but they were like, the stuff I do can't be cool because I do it. Right. And that's very much how I feel in any kind of interview situation. It's like, why are we talking about this? This is yeah. not interesting because it's me. Same. And yeah, like I did an interview and they were like, so what's it like being a front man in Nashville? I was like, dude, I play guitar in Nashville. I don't know what you're talking about being a front. I co-front like I, I sing. So my singer doesn't get tired. Yeah. Like, I, I don't consider myself a singer. I, I started singing because I had to. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't I'm like trying to sing because I need to. Yeah. Dude, like, every, that's the thing. Like if you're if you want to play on Broadway, singing is becoming a requirement. Yeah. Like. You have to bank. If you don't sing, you have to bank on everybody else being able to. Yeah. Or you're not getting a gig. Yeah. We've got a five piece at Nudie's and the bass player is the only one that doesn't sing. Like me and the other singer, like the majority of the singing, we do it. But uh, drummer sings, fiddle player sings, and the bass player, like he doesn't sing, but he's got four or five songs where if it comes up, he'll be like, yeah, I'll do it. And I mean, right. and I mean, I get it. If if you're a vocalist and you're having to sing a solid four hours, oh yeah, five or six times a week, like you, yeah. you can't do that. No, like, there's no amount of conditioning that can prepare you for that. No, and I had a hard time with that because I was like, man, I feel like I'm not pulling my weight because like they hired me to to sing and play guitar, and I'm like, I'm playing guitar, fine, but the singing, like, you know, I'm starting to lose my voice and everything. I was like, I don't know what to do. And then like the pollen in Nashville has been terrible God. this year. It's like I've lived here my entire life, and I've, I never remember losing my voice because of allergies mm-hmm. until Dude, this year. It's happening to everybody this year. Like yeah. every singer I know, it's it's getting them. It got me real bad for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's hitting me pretty decent right I now. Like, I actually went to the doctor last week because I had like a super bad sinus infection. Yeah. My ear was clogged, and so yeah. It, it, it's it's the been ear real stuff is bad. the freaking worst. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> they pulled out a piece of wax out of this ear that was like about the size of a marble. It was nice. that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, dude. She looks at me. She goes, "I've never seen a piece of wax this big in somebody's ear." And I was like, "Damn!" I, li- <laughs> I literally woke up and I couldn't hear. Yeah, like I I thought I was deaf. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I lost my hearing in my right ear. Like I panicked i was like i have a double today and tomorrow and the next day i don't, i can't hear oh my god what am i gonna do 
and so I went, and they were like, oh, no, your ears just, like, really clogged. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I was, like, bouncing around, like, everything I could do, like, Q-tips and just... Shaking your head. I mean, yeah, like, trying to pop my ears, like, nothing works. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm deaf in my ear. Like, I panicked. <laughs> I would, too, man. Like, any time that something happens to my ears, I freak out. And, like, mm. I never did. And I still don't use in-ears like I should. But, like, there's one monitor up on the wall at Nudie's, and I'm like, that's good enough for me. I'm like, I, I really just, need to get it. I just them. bought my own in-ear set for the gigs that don't have them. Yeah. Because I've in-ears become... are such a double-edged sword, though. They because, are. like, if the sound is good, and you have a good mix in your ears, in-ears are perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's a bad mix, it's hell. Yeah. And every... then you end up taking one out anyway, mm-hmm. and then it's worse on your ears, because then you've if got If it's not an EQ'd mix... Yeah. It's not an EQ'd mix, and it's just all high end mm-hmm. screaming in your ear. That's, oh yeah, it's that's bad. the thing. To, like EQ is so important. Like if there's if there is not a good EQ on your mix, then everything is just noise. You can't yeah. differentiate what you're trying to hear. Like it's just noise, and you lose everything, and then you end up cranking it so that you can try to catch something and. Yeah. My biggest problem is I don't I haven't learned my frequencies enough mm-hmm. to be able to like articulate to the sound guys because the sound guys at Nudies are killer man like they always do a great job the guys that we use, um, but I have no idea how to describe to them what I'm hearing mm-hmm. and if they listen to my mix with their in ears their in ears might be tuned differently than the ones that I have and yeah it turns that, into a I mean whole there's big a thing. huge difference between pairs of in ears yeah oh, like, dude like yeah. I'll have the KZs in yeah and they have a really nice low end yeah yeah they do especially for the price point holy jeez and then my thousand dollar in ears don't have that low end yeah so I throw my KZs in and I got to turn the low end down on my little yeah. mixer, which is awesome that I have a little mixer and can mess right. with it a little bit. But like, yeah, no, I've wanted to do a podcast for a while on how to communicate with a sound guy Yeah, when you don't know engineering. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you how many times I've laughed because somebody would be like, man, my mix is sounding a little fluffy today. Yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell does that mean? It's a little it's, hairy it's, today. It's like, lis- it's like listening to, Either Noah or Woody uh-huh. talk like Woody does it like that. He's like it's 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 honky or it sounds like this, yeah. and then Noah's like, oh, there's too much 5K or get rid of the 500 right. and like yeah. So <laughs> I love listening to them too when they try to like talk to the. What's funny? I, I'm sure Noah knows at least moderately what he's talking about. Oh, but he everything does. in me wants to be like, dude's just throwing out numbers and hoping it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he he actually knows. Oh, I know, I know. But just knowing Noah, that would also be a very valid possibility. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a a sound guy that I worked with, and he would come up to me and like stand beside me as he was doing my monitor, and I was like, mm-hmm. "So what did he? What did you just push up?" He's like, "Oh, some six fifty. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Cool." So I know six fifty does this. I was like, "What was that?" He's like, "Oh, that was some some three K." I was like, "Okay." I, I didn't hear that as much. He was like, "Yeah, you're you're not you're not good at frequencies, but it's okay." It's okay. <laughs> that's, that's his He's job. Like, All right. <laughs> but so, yeah, no, like that communication aspect yeah. is super important, and it seems to get glossed over. Like I, I've never learned that. Yeah. Like that's never been anything anybody's ever talked to me about, and unless you're running sound and learning, 
it doesn't ever get presented yeah. and you're just like mm, this mix ain't right you should try and fix it yeah and i had a really screwed up thought press going into it because i was mm-hmm. like man I, I ran sound for some concerts and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff i worked at a theater before i moved to nashville like yeah, I can run an X32 and whatever. I cannot yeah. run an X32. <laughs> right. I thought I could, but I can't. Right. Those things. And, I mean, being a good sound engineer is an art all its own. Oh, yeah, man. It's it's ridiculous. I, I didn't realize how little I knew until I started trying mm-hmm. to record at home. And then, like, every time I brought up an EQ for vocals, I was like, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Yeah. No, it's same. That's why I haven't started doing a lot of home recording stuff. Cause same. Every time I dive in, I'm like, dude, I don't know anything and I'm overwhelmed and I'm just going to go practice paradiddles. Yeah. It's, it's, sound is amazing. Yeah. I, I, they need, I want an internship at a studio. Yeah. Like unpaid internship. I want to go in and I want them to teach me so that way I have some idea of what's going on when I try to do anything like even this podcast like yeah. I'm winging it so hard <laughs> what you need to do is just find a sound guy that you like and mm-hmm. befriend them yeah uh, honestly so uh, I'm just gonna throw his name out there Alex Walsh from the Valentine mm-hmm. dude he has a studio and it's I haven't act physically been there I've just seen pictures and videos of it and it's it Maybe looks we take incredible yeah <laughs> And he he's always trying to get me to come out. Unfortunately, like our schedules don't quite line up, but he's always offered for me to like come out and hang out and just learn. And so, like, I highly recommend you like reaching out to him I, or befriending I may do a that. sound I guy may do that, that you know. I mean, even some of the, uh, Pittsburgh at Legends, yeah, man, yeah. He's, he's super he's knowledgeable and he he's a nerd like us man he's, he likes to just talk about it so i'm sure you could pick his brain as mm-hmm. well and as we found out the other day him and i can have a whole ass argument and it'd be just as pleasant no oh, yeah. it's not an argument you <laughs> well, guys you guys have a discussion no you have a major no. quotes you have a pleasant debate yeah i was yeah. listening to you guys talk and i even i didn't say anything but i was paying attention and i was like wow these two are having a debate in a very nice conversation mm-hmm. format and neither one of them is getting pissed off they're both seeing each other's we were side. getting excited is what yeah. we were y'all, doing oh yeah, we were having were. fun but yeah. like y- y- it it was actually very pleasant to listen mm-hmm. to yeah. i wasn't like oh my well, god here's here's two like, idiots arguing yeah that's the thing like and we hit the point where i'm like you know what man i don't know enough about this to yeah. know if i'm right or wrong and so then I looked up a couple things and I was like, oh, well, that makes more sense. What I was thinking is right, but it doesn't necessarily apply the way I thought it did. Right. And so by the end of it, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were both right. We just kind of had a misunderstanding on how it actually worked. How it was applied in the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the biggest tools for Broadway that like nobody mm-hmm. thinks about. They're like, man, I, I got to know how to sing and play and know all these songs. But like knowing how to de-escalate a situation oh, and yeah. just keep it civil, yeah, I, mean, I had to learn that so well, hard. And like, like the biggest, oh yeah, the biggest thing is like, and I try and tell anybody that's playing music this, not just Broadway people, but being right is only right if everybody else is with you. Right, you can be one hundred percent accurate, but if nobody else is on board with you, it's wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, poor Annie, like she caught the the brunt of the majority of my like figuring out how to 
talk to people because mm-hmm. like that i can't tell you tell how me many it. nights me like, and her sat and i screamed at each other on valuable <laughs> lessons from that band too like yeah. I mean, right. the whole reason I didn't continue to play with that band is because I needed to learn a lesson. It, dude, this town will teach you a lot mm-hmm. of oh, lessons. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just thankful that it happened with who it happened with because now oh, yeah. Annie and I are great friends. I still absolutely freaking adore you and oh, Harrison. Likewise. Like, I mean, oh my you God. still play with Annie. Like, and yeah. Oh yeah! Anytime oh, dude, I was so goes. hyped whenever I was like, "Oh, Bobby's on the gig!" I was like, "We need to go to that the other night," and then we just never even made it. But and now we don't have that gig anymore because what is the deal with venues being like? <laughs> oh yeah, you have this shift for the next two months. Two weeks later, oh, uh, we're gonna do something different. You do yeah. you do one thing to to piss them off. That's all it takes. We're so replaceable in this town. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how long you've been working with somebody, what kind of relationship you think you have. You do one thing that rubs them wrong, and they're like, mm, "Let's try a different act." Oh yeah, yep. like instead of and we've talked about this before, but oh, instead yeah. of just coming up to you and being like, "Hey, this is what you're doing. Yeah, stop doing this, or we have to replace you." They just replace you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're there's thousands of us yeah i mean there's what a hundred plus bands playing at yep. one time yeah yep. so like you're replaceable oh, yeah. and <laughs> even if you took everybody that plays broadway out of the picture immediately there's enough people that want to oh yeah that it would be up and running in an hour mm-hmm. oh yeah like like growing up in waverly if you called me and said like hey do you want to play at any bar on broadway i would have packed up everybody mm-hmm. immediately and just hauled ass yep it's i mean that's like for free too i've been like i mean yeah i get to play in nashville i'm gonna get right? famous like <laughs> yeah. and then you get up here and you do it and you're like it's oh like, it's the same bar gig as back home it's yeah. just in a big city yeah. like it's, there's just a lot it's more drunk bachelorettes yeah like <clears throat> less boobs though i don't see nearly as many boobs as i did <laughs> that when is, i was back home you know i had this discussion with somebody not long ago and it, honestly it was probably my wife um, <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me and my wife are super open about uh-huh. like our feelings downtown and stuff i was like you know as you should be you should be it's mm-hmm. a, a travesty that I've, I've played on broadway for six years seven years and i've been playing in bands for probably I don't know, 16 years, but I've never once been flashed on stage. Really? Like a- ever. Any gig? Ever. Like, I never oh, have been on Broadway. I, yeah. I have. But, like, oh, back I, home, I've like, had... like five or six girls in a night. No oh, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been. I've... Now, I'm not saying you'd want to see it. Right. But, but the option still. was there. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I always want to see it. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's not like a, whatever. I want to see the Taj Mahal. It's like a ooh, there's a horrible accident. Let's look. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Ron White thing. It's like, hey, you want to see these? No, I don't. But yes, I do. Exactly. Yep. It's like it's like. Well, I mean, <sighs> I, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, roll them up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, had, oh, I played a uh, a really like trashy biker rally one time and my favorite joke that i i said coming out of it was yeah i saw i saw a pair of titties that were real nice it's just sad that they weren't both on the same person <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> hey man. Um, i played i played a biker rally uh 
I think it was, was it Daytona Bike Week. I think it was. Yeah. Oh, so like a real, yeah, and man, just the stuff that I saw go on there, yeah. I was like, wow, oh, yeah, I was like, yep, this is a this is the rock star lifestyle, all right, uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> like the the coolest biker rally story I've ever heard in my life. My my father in law was in a band, it was like heavy metal in the eighties and nineties, and like especially in the early nineties, and uh, they uh, were playing this biker rally, and they had to pull their school bus all the way back through this field and everything. And it's just lined with drunk bikers everywhere. And they set up all of their equipment and everything. And every time he went up to go say something in the mic, there was this terrible buzzing sound. And it was like, where is this coming from? They went through everything for like an hour. And he went up to the mic at one point. He hadn't said anything. He heard it again and he looked and there was some dude giving free tattoos over on the side of the stage <laughs> Every time he went up to talk, they were hitting the tattoo gun and it was buzzing. I was like, that's oh God, awesome. That's hilarious. That's like, amazing. Yeah, so everybody's getting tattooed and then like passing out in the muddy field and everything around the stage. It was great. I, I almost got tattooed at Daytona Bike Week. I almost, I'm, I'm really glad I, I didn't. Just, I, I, I'm not getting tattooed in a tent. That's all I'm saying. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No, like I, at first I was, I was like, yeah, this would be a cool story. This would be awesome. Then I, I thought about it and I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't need a prison looking tattoo. I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend that got a tattoo from Biker Dude in a tent and it was a little dinosaur and little dinosaurs got like a massive overbite. <laughs> like it looks it looks very special. Yeah. <laughs> it's a special little dinosaur. Yeah. Even I was if like, you what happened? And she was like, mark. It's cute and I was like Okay. Yeah. Whatever you have to tell yourself. Yeah, man. You, you do be. you, boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> I need new ink, though. That's a thing. Same. I How's sitting, your new ink doing? It's doing good. It's it's pretty it much healed great. up at this point. Thanks, man. I'm I'm happy with it. Like it's, Will does a great job. He he really does. I, I really like go. that green on it. Like, it really pops. Dude, I wasn't expecting that. Like... I, I literally told I gave him a few small details of what I wanted the tattoo to be, mm-hmm. and then I yeah. said, "You do whatever." Like you, I said, "You're the artist." That's yeah. how you I do said, it. I can do sound. Your visual. You 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 do the tattoo. I just have the idea, and he's like, "All right, man." And he I the whole time again, y'all can't see me, but I'm like twisting my arm uh, the whole time. I'm sitting like this. I can't see what he's doing, so yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't see the tattoo till it was done, and it was done. I was just like, "Oh, this is." This is awesome. So shout out to Will at Rebel Yell Tattoo. And you know, conceptually, it's the same for musicians. Like, if you're if you're looking for a guitarist, like, who's a great guitarist? Well, I can name a dozen great guitarists, yeah. but they all play different. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. Same with a tattoo. Like, you go to the guy that does what you want, not the guy that's the town favorite. Yeah. Like I, I found a shop that I like, and then all of my tattoos on my left arm are from different artists at that shop. Like I was just like I'm just gonna get everybody that works here to tattoo something on me, and the last one I got I got this butterfly tattoo. And I, everything I get is black and gray because I just I burn too quick and everything. I'm like I don't worry about color, but uh, I got the worst tattoo flu of my entire life after doing that one because for whatever reason uh, she was still an apprentice and so 
it was near Christmas and they were passing out all these gift certificates. And mm-hmm. every time somebody needed a gift card filled out, they're like, Hey, can you run over there and do that real quick in the middle of my tattoo? And I was just like, Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. So I don't, I don't know if either of you have ever had tattoo flu. I have mm-hmm. not. No. So I got home and immediately I was like, I have COVID because this was like 2021. <laughs> and, uh, like my temperature spiked. I had chills. I thought I was going to throw up. I fell asleep and uh, I was laying on the couch, like shivering and fell asleep. My wife went downstairs, called her mom, asked what she should do. She was like, sounds like you need to take him to the ER. She came back up the stairs. I'd fallen asleep, woke back up and was totally fine. Wow. In like three minutes, like everything had gone back to so normal. Is it, I was like, is it's it weird. like, is it just like a body response to the trauma? I think of so. It? Like, yeah. Like I tried uh-huh. to Google it and they're like tattoo flu. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm not dying. So like, just, I've literally never heard of it. Yeah. Like it was, it was weird, man. Cause this is not a very big tattoo, but this took like two and a half hours of me laying on my stomach and letting her tattoo me. And, uh, huh. yeah, it just wore me out for whatever I mean, I, reason. I've done, I've done long sessions before and like never had anything like that. Yeah. Like, I think it was the stopping. And then going back into it immediately and then stopping for like another five minutes and jumping right back into it. Huh. Just, it's just like shocking your body constantly. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google this later because like, yeah, this I'm, is all I'm new curious. to me. Yeah, yeah I, man. I didn't know it was I've a never thing. Heard of it this. was wild. But yeah, I just, I went to sleep for, and she like swore. She was like, you've been asleep maybe five minutes. I was like, okay. I woke up after that five minutes and I was totally reset, fine. Yeah. Hmm. My body was like, we're going to, we're going to reboot real quick. We're going to shut this down and restart and. I was like, all right, cool. Fun, fun tattoo story. The the music stuff on mm-hmm. my arm. I go in and I talk to the guy. I'm like, all right, here's what I want. I just want sheet music, nothing super fancy with it, just straight sheet music. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. I mean, I could I'd probably do that for like 400 bucks. I was like, whole arm? He's like, yeah, yeah, that won't take long at all. We get like three hours into the first mm-hmm. session, and he was like, man, I didn't realize like it had to be this specific. Like I thought we were just yeah. gonna draw some notes on there and kind of make it look cool. I was like, nah, dude, it's sheet music. If yeah. you move it, it's not the same thing. Right. And so it ended up being like two five-hour sessions, <sighs> and he quoted me four hundred bucks. So that's yeah. what he charged me. So I, wild, I gave him a hefty man. tip, but yeah. I was like. You should probably understand what you're doing before you yeah. start quoting some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the the tattoo that I posted up the other week that I said I was going to get? No. What was it? The Bucky's one. No, but that would be it's, sick. It's the beaver, and then underneath it, it has a ribbon, and it says "Buck around and find out." Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm Dude, getting. I'm I will. A, I'm, I've been going to Bucky's since I was a kid. And I'm obsessed with it, like legit. Like I went to the opening day of CrossFit. I was like, I'm going. Yes, I don't that's care. awesome. And so, uh, I think it was Sam Sam Sherman or some. I think it was him who had it posted on their Instagram. And I was like, one, I'm stealing this and reposting it. Two, I'm <laughs> getting this tattoo. Like yeah. it's happening. Now I'm thinking of just like all the Bucky's tattoos that you could get of like the Beaver playing bass. <laughs> oh yeah. That would be hilarious. Um, has has any of your tattoo guys ever like messed up on your tattoo? And you've been like, dude, you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, this one is for my sister. My sister's a mortician. And so that's, that's, that's cool. cool. We should talk yeah. about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's the mortician. I'm the musician and everything worked out just fine. Uh, but her this would be so fun with you. Yeah. So 
her uh, her husband, they've been together since she was a freshman in high school off and on, and uh, he's got a cracked skull. And so I was like, hey, and this tattoo, I, I so want to have like some vampire stuff. And then um, so we put the vampire bat in the moon and everything because we liked vampire movies growing up. Like Queen of the Damned was our shit. Dude, and yes. then uh, I was like, just make it kind of traditional, put some spider webs, and then I want a skull, but I want a crack in it for him. And then if they divorce or whatever, like, and eh, whatever, a crack it's a skull it. with a crack in it. Yeah. Like, but it would still be something that would commemorate him because even whenever they broke up a few times, me and him would still talk. And I was like, eighth grade, he would call me and talk to me and like give me life advice and stuff. So, That's but cool. there's no crack in the skull. And I brought it up to the dude, and he was just like, oh, yeah. And then he just walked off. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But he doesn't cool, work so at the shop that I go to so anymore. He's not, not going <laughs> to do it. All right. <laughs> yeah, and just, we'll, we'll skip that. That's fine. So one of these days, I'll go in and get somebody to just put a little little squiggly in there or something. We yeah. really need to get cameras in here. Cause <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. None of y'all can see what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> here, let's do a visual podcast without the visuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, you can download the PowerPoint and... <laughs> I don't know if you know uh, Matt Brandon. He's a guitar player, yeah. co-fronts downtown. Yeah, I've worked um, with him several times. I uh, walked out of my gig the other night, right? I think it was Friday night, Thursday or Friday night. And uh, it was Thursday. And he saw me and he was like, hey, man, I've been listening to your podcast and you know I like it. And nice. I know you guys have been talking about trying to get some cameras. If you guys want to do an episode at my studio i've got the cameras set up and dude i'll reach out so, to him because man, i've talked to him a few times so nice dude, beautiful yeah i've only seen Freaking pictures insane. but it's gorgeous so yeah. like he's very much like the old school rocker kind of dude yeah and so when he was like oh my studio like there's an image that comes with yeah. that of like this basement studio that has like cool vinyls everywhere yeah. and like old rock memorabilia and like a cool hangout studio. Yeah, it's definitely gonna. And have then shack I see carpet. pictures and I'm like, motherfucker's got a studio. Oh yeah, like beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's it's legit, man. Um, so so yeah, I'll reach out to him because that's I, I a great to, idea. Like I, I want to get him on anyway, so that would yeah, be a great idea. Last couple of days have been crazy. So yeah, just, you got to go to home. Say, I did. I did get to go home. It was it was wonderful, and it was just long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Um, uh, no offense to my hometown, I can't stand it. Um, but my family's there, and I absolutely love and adore my family. It was my niece's birthday. Um, she turned 12 so I got to I showed up the morning of her birthday hung out with them all day did she know you were coming Uh, yeah I I forgot to tell everybody to like keep it a secret so I could just show up and be like surprise yeah but I didn't say that so everybody's like oh yeah Uncle Kyle's coming to see you for your birthday (laughs) (laughs) is she getting into music or anything so um, I I did get her a guitar for Christmas uh not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before. Yeah. And um, 2021. And uh, the guitar that I got her, it just, I, I ordered it through Sweetwater and they hooked me up really well. Love and they, Sweetwater. They, mm-hmm. you know, it was a three quarter scale guitar in the price point that I, I wanted for her and they swore up and down, great guitar, this and that thing will not stay in tune just oh, yeah. absolutely uh, she complained about it and I was like oh maybe you're just not you know have your fingers in the right place or whatever because I'm not there I can't right. see it mm-hmm. so when I was there on Saturday I 
pulled out a guitar. They wanted me to play some songs for them, and I'd nope. strum, I'd strum it twice, and boom, it's out of tune. Oh yeah. And I just, I mean, I was turning the the tuning keys, and they weren't doing anything right. at all. And I was like, the guitar is gorgeous, and it sounds good. Yeah. But it so. I'm going to try to see if I can find some new tuning keys and get them sent over there. Um, I was going to say, not, like, would, would, like, a, a really good setup help? Or, like, I no, don't know I mean, guitar like, stuff. We should probably ask the guitar guru. Oh, but. man. It's it's set up. Like, that's, that's another thing from Sweetwater. Like, they send you the guitars set up. Yeah. Like, it may not be exactly how you like it, but it's set up to play. Yeah. And it is. It's it's comfortable to play. The string height is nice. Like, it's in, the intonation is done correctly. Uh but the damn tuning keys, man, it and it's frustrating when you're trying to learn how to play a guitar mm-hmm. and yeah. strum it. And yeah, there's there's plenty to be frustrated about beyond. Oh that. yeah. So yeah. like, so if it doesn't stay in tune, like, why would you even want to mess with it? So she mm-hmm. lost she lost interest. But when I was talking to her the other day, she was like, "No, if it would stay in tune, I I want to play it." And she pulls out all these like country songs she's trying to learn. That's awesome. And um. She could hold like a G and D chord, no problem. C, no problem. And so I was like, okay, you know, like, let's just get this thing fixed or get you another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm like, you know what? Let me just buy a baby Taylor and send it to her. Like, yeah. you say that, but I have a baby Taylor and it won't stay in tune for shit. <laughs> what the hell, man? Man, I'm telling you, like, my favorite acoustic guitars and everybody dogs them are the Epiphone acoustic guitars, man. Like, they're so good for you me. Don't- I, I've had several friends that are other musicians that I've worked with and friends that have them and they do they sound good yeah even I even had an Epiphone Les Paul that I loved yeah like absolutely loved it yeah all of my guitars are Epiphone or Squire I've had I liked Squires yeah like, I just got one of those classic vibe tellies oh those are pretty I just so saw good, one online I, I want to get nice. a classic vibe piece so man bad. they're so good I'm, a, I'm actually I, I think I'm gonna get uh, just a cheap Squire Strat. Um, the girl I'm seeing, her daughter is getting into guitar, and I got her an acoustic. I don't know, probably like eight months ago or something. My favorite five and string. It's freaking yes, Squire. She wants an electric, so I think I'm gonna pick one up and try to find one of the little. Oh yeah. Squire amps even, and then yeah, maybe go see if I can scrounge up a cool little digital effects pedal and there you go. Let her play around with it. Yeah, there's another brand called uh, Tajima or Tagima or something like that. It's T A G I M A. Never heard but of man, it. Man, they are killer little guitars for like 200 bucks. Nice. Yeah, like I bought. I wanted a Strat that was three single coils because everything that I have, I always put a humbucker in the bridge immediately. <laughs> it was like that white trash Southern rock thing wants yeah, to come yeah. out, and the trailer park's like, "Bo, you need that humbucker in there." <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Well, I need one like traditional guitar." And that thing is killer, dude. He says, see, I can play yeah. real pretty, real nice. I just don't want to. Right. <laughs> right. I can play clean, but that's no fun. Exactly. Where's the Let fun in that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I feel bad every time somebody asks for, like, Amarillo by morning, because I'm like, I don't have a clean tone for this. Like, it's clean enough. But yeah, that, that is. That's a real, like, pretty clean sounding song. It's not, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's just crisp and bright and just pretty. Yeah. <laughs> just got to throw a little mud on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put a little stank in this. Dude, I'm, I literally, I still want to do the uh, country punk album. 
Yes. I, I really yes. do. Just turn every like slow country song into a fast punk song. Man, have you ever heard Will Beeman doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I play with Will. I, yeah, Check. we. Will has so, been mentioned. We're good. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Every so, episode. I was hanging out with Annie and Harrison, and we were watching Will playing at Nudie's on their live stream. Uh-huh. And so I sent him like 20 bucks and I was like, I bet you $20. You will not play a metal version of, uh, what is it? Uh, Colin Baton Rouge. <laughs> and then they did it. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Right. And I was playing with Myrna Lewis, who's a fiddle player downtown. And I was like, Hey, you need to learn how to play it like this and send it to her. And she just laughed at me. She was like, no. Have you heard the Man I Feel Like a Woman metal version? I haven't. In Drop A. That's it's awesome. incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. When we did that, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. The podcast yeah. may just have to do a separate playlist for just really off-the-wall cool shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And they also do a metal version There's of Britney all... Spears' Toxic. And it's, oh, yeah. There was... Oh, so good. I think I saw it on like TikTok or something. There was a band that released um, Garth Brooks' Thunder Rolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, Who yes. I did beat. see this. Their bass player is here in town. Oh, really? Um, he added me on Facebook. I can't remember what they're called, though. Um, but it, it was a great, and then, great uh, song. So the band Our Last Night, have you heard of them? I think so. They did the metal version of Last Night by Morgan Wallen. Okay. Gross. Okay, and the the this this version they did is pretty wicked though. Um, so I it came on. And I was like, well, I want to check and see what else these guys do. They have a bunch of covers, and one of them is a, is an album of Disney songs. Yes, I metal. love Disney covers. So it's much. it's all metal, and I was like, Freaking. this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I, I think Ian and Harrison probably got me started on the I want to be in a Disney cover band kick. Yeah. Because we would do like Lion King and shit at any oh, shows. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so fun. We played Kid Rock's Morning Shift every Friday at 10 a.m. And would play like the, what is it? Um, You Got a Friend in Me. Uh-huh. And then uh, there was one that Harrison uh, always did. Just Can't uh, Wait to Be King. Just Can't Wait Lion to Be King. King. Yeah. Both of those songs are on that <laughs> album and metal version. It was so Great. fun. Like, yeah. so fun. Oh, I miss you guys so much. Same. Reunion tour. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll come to that show. The return Absolutely. of the bad habits. Right. Oh, Just sh- maybe not all the bad habits. Maybe not all of our bad habits. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Do y'all should totally get a, a Broadway shift. That'd be awesome. I'd, well, I'd I know, I know for a fact, Annie's looking for a new Broadway <laughs> shift because we got fired. It has. Speaking of being fired from venues, that venue put me back on schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Without like, didn't didn't reach out to me or say anything. Just like just put me on back schedule, on. and I saw it in my email, and I was like, "What?" what? <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, I already have a Sunday shift." Nope. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that's a thing, though. Like, how many times have you seen venues fire somebody, and then three months later they get another shift oh, there? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's it's just like it's a it was a random Sunday. It wasn't any. It was just a random Sunday, and I was like, mm, I'm already on Sundays. Sorry. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's insane. That's why I really like like legends. They don't do stuff like that like, they're great man they 
Noah and I were talking about this the other day after Wednesday, and he goes, "How long we've been doing this?" And I said, "We're right about two years now." Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Man, I can't." He goes, "I can't believe it." And I said, "I know, man. They're they're great. I mean, they to, treat to us keep great. A they, steady gig longer they, than a couple months. Is yeah, awesome. they seem to love us. I mean." And maybe it's because it's the morning shift and nobody else wants to do it, and we're just willing to do it. I don't know, but See, I doubt it. Because anytime I've had to sub out last minute, like I always get three or four guys, and yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I can do it. And that's me like messaging out at like eleven the night before. Yeah, it's so hard for me to find bass players for a morning really? shift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is, because dude, a lot of them are like me, man. We go to sleep at like three or four a.m. and yeah. like you, we don't wake up till. So that's when I wake up. Like I go to sleep at like eleven, and then I wake up at like three or four o'clock in the morning, and I'm just up for like an hour and a half. Then I'll go back to sleep for like an hour, and then then I'm up for the day. Oh man, I, I'll, I'll do that shit sometimes. My sleep schedule gets so messed up in yeah. general, like. Right oh, now, that's I don't want to fall asleep. You have a schedule? I don't. <laughs> well, the schedule is whatever when I have my, to be awake. The sleep is whatever out. I can get in in between. But no, I mean, like with kids and shit, like sleeping all day isn't an option because they're up at like 8 a.m. And they're like, yeah. hey, can we fucking play or eat some cereal or yeah. can I have ice cream? Like, goddamn, get up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I don't have that. Same. <laughs> glad I don't like, have that. It's yeah, there's just, downsides, but there's definitely upsides. Like, oh yeah, like I can go to the theater and see a kids movie, and nobody looks at me like I'm a pedophile. Right, you can go to Chuck E. So, Cheese. <laughs> I can go to Chuck E. Cheese all the freaking time. I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese, and I oh, will never so be fun. able to go. It's so fun. Yeah, dude. I tell you what, like, my kid will probably have her birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. Perfect. I will invite, invite you. Yes, sir. And she can meet Uncle Ian. Perfect. <laughs> do they still have the robotic singing rat and all that? Some stuff? of them do. Yeah. Oh my That's god, awesome. those uh, are so creepy. A lot of them have like <laughs> so creepy downsized to where it's just like videos and stuff, and then. And the, yeah. the guy in a suit will come out and dance, and there's like all these specific dances that kids just inherently know. I don't know how that works, but they have some cool games. Have y'all seen that Willy's Wonderland movie? No, no. what's that? Oh man, it's so good. So my wife and I were horror movie nerds. Like our whole house, if it's not guitars somewhere, then it's a horror movie something. Um, but we're going to get along great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Dude, this would be a badass three piece. Just throwing it out there. If yeah, you guys want to book something. Hey, let me know. You know, I'm down. Let me know. Like, I'm, down. I'm down. I need some gigs. So I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage and he doesn't speak in the entire movie, but he's like a janitor type thing. Like his car breaks down. They're like, if you clean up Willie's Wonderland, then we'll fix your car for free and you can get back going down on the road. And so the whole night he's like trying to clean up this Chuck E. Cheese type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the animatronics are coming to life, like Friday Night at Freddy's and stuff like that and trying to kill him. And he's just murdering all of them. But it's such a, a cheesy. So like in horror, horror movie, movie where they're like, oh, I'm the monster. And he's like, no, you ain't. Yeah. <laughs> he just like breaks a broom handle and stabs him in the head. And like, it's great. It's such a good movie. My wife hates it, but I love it. That sounds... I want to watch it. I love Nicolas Cage, though. Me, too. And I don't know why, because, like, he's not a good actor. Like, he can play Nicolas Cage, and that's it. Right, (laughs) right. 
That's why they did a movie where he plays Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I still haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> I no. haven't either, but the fact that they did that is just perfect. Yeah. I I didn't know this movie exists and yeah, now I'm going he's to He's Nicholas Cage yeah. in a Nicholas Cage movie. It's on Prime Video. Well, I've I'm got Prime, sure. so <laughs> perfect. Um, I'm going to check that yeah. out today. I'm off today, so uh, I will check that out. Perfect. <laughs> It's great. I got two movies to watch today. Yes, I'm excited. Sir. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> You're welcome, bud. You're welcome. He really is a national treasure. Yes. <laughs> I, I hate you so much for that. I hate... Oh, my God. Oh, you oh, freaking Lord. dad. I hate you so much. Oh, dad jokes, I'm dude. so good at it, though. Sometimes. Sometimes it's really bad, and people just look at me like, you really just said that? Well, like, towing the line between dad jokes and dark jokes mm. gets, like, yeah. really sketch sometimes. Yep. I, but uh, I love it so much. I yep. got a brief little talking to yesterday about a comment I made on our last podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah? So, yeah. So, I forgot how it came up, but... Um, he had said something to the effect of... Uh, I'll buy my girlfriend a dog and then she'll leave and take the dog talking about how he keeps oh, his dogs. Yeah, I, said, I, yeah I do that with my kids. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> my bad. I do, <laughs> I do remember that comment. I remember hearing that when I listened to it when it came out and I was like, oh, he said that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was hilarious. And then I don't remember which one of you said it, but one of you was like, oh, that just got dark. And I was like, oh, oh did it? <laughs> It was, it was sunshine. Dark yeah. dad jokes are my favorite thing in the world. Like, I I try not to to do it too much around my sister because my sister and me have different uh, things. But like, my dad passed when I was really young, so I've mm-hmm. always made dead dad jokes, mm-hmm. and that's my favorite thing in the world to make jokes about. I don't know why, but it just tickles that little thing that's right down by my liver that makes me kind of giggle a little bit. Uh, but yeah, my sister she doesn't share in the uh, the enjoyment of those jokes but man you hit me with the right one and man, i'm on the floor man. J- just explain to her that like since you were young and don't have that connection that's your connection to your dad there you go and then it's like that's oh solid. well you can't be mad about that because yeah. that's how you connect to it that's yeah. how you have that relationship you hear Boom. that you mortician <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's her she's never gonna listen to this never i'm so sorry <laughs> so that we're not gonna go there it's real dark <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah i i get into mm, too many details in my life it's so anyways, um, nashville me. uh yeah <laughs> we did make it to nashville this time we're good we did we, her school is in nashville it's on church street over by the uh, strip club the mortician school. i have so many questions <laughs> Hey man, we mm, crack skull mortician strip club. Is this one of your B horror movies? Not yet, but it should be. It should I feel be. I'm just gonna like, make a B horror like movie of got my all life. The pieces. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Oh. Make your sister a necromancer, and then boom. Oh yeah, we're set. Zombie strippers. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. We're so, either we're either. Like I'm brain damaged this. or genius, it's one or the other. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> so to tie this back in Nashville, so Nashville on a Friday night, zombie strippers and necromancers all over the streets. I love it. And then they oh. all go to an emo night show, and yes. nobody knows they're dead. Yeah, it's great. Oh my god, we totally do this. Starring Will Beeman. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
my god. Will Beeman's, I think, the one person I'm going to be the most upset if he doesn't end up famous. Oh, right. Dude. Like, if Will right? Beeman doesn't get famous, there's no hope for anybody else in None. Nashville. None. Like, I mean, he kill- like, I remember Will showing up to do gigs with us wearing, like, blue jeans and button downs. Mm-hmm. They're like plaid button downs and, like, mm-hmm. normal hair. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen them in forever. And I saw them. It was a few weeks back. I went to see them play at Nudie's. And uh, he came in. I was just like, God, this man has changed so much. And I love mm-hmm. it so much. But he hasn't. Like, this, yeah, as soon he, as you talk to him, you're like, no, nope, he's like, still Will Beeman. Yeah. <laughs> he's still the same person, man. But he, yeah, he, yeah his, his he started just expressing himself and doing, mm-hmm. what, doing what he was. He's a new package no, when, with the same when great I, taste. Yeah, when I met him, he was, he was the blues guy, not yeah. the punk guy. Yeah. And then he is not the blues guy now. <laughs> no, nope, not <laughs> at all. He definitely found his spot. Yeah, he he did, man. And they they've had that gig for a while. I think well over a year. Yeah, yeah, well mm-hmm. over a year. And I mean, they're they're doing solid. I'm I'm proud of them. I remember when Will didn't sing. Yeah, <sighs> I remember when Will played bass <laughs> that's how i met with yeah him. <laughs> yeah he filled in on bass with us a few times and I, it, it never failed and somebody would come up and ask for almond brothers i'd be like i'm not playing rambling man with will playing bass like i'll play bass you play rambling man on my guitar like you're gonna play this 10 times better than i would <laughs> right yeah like, like i said i didn't even know You'd probably play it note for note oh yeah I, little bastard <laughs> I, I didn't even know that he played guitar until i got offered to do the emo band like the one that eric and him started together yeah and i was like oh will will plays guitar oh okay i've always seen him playing bass i had no idea and then he's doing all these licks and i'm like oh he's really fucking yeah good. he plays like, guitar. okay yeah that's what I kills me is i never know what to tell somebody whenever i talk about him like they're like what does he do what do you everything. need? Everything. Like, what, what do, you, do you need? What do you want? Yeah. And if he doesn't do it, he'll learn it. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be fluent in a week. Mm-hmm. Well, like, first time first time he played with Annie, I had him sub in on drums. Yeah. Which was like a week after he set in on drums, and I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, favorite, my favorite thing about playing with Will, though, is like, if, if I, you know, fumble a stick or like, miss a snare or hit rim on something he's just gonna oh yeah he's gonna he's gonna give he's you the little side eye be like dude he's like i should make sure you were okay yeah i know you know how to play it yeah. why didn't you yeah <laughs> it's like damn dude i love will he's my dude yeah i need to hug him he's very huggable too he is uh and dude he'll give you like the greatest hug ever mm-hmm. too absolutely there, there's there's only a handful of people that I've met in town that like I'm absolutely certain are genuinely who they appear to be. Yeah. And he is at the top of that list. Like yeah. he is will beam in all day, every day. You're not getting yeah. a special version because you're meeting him at a show. He's just that's who he is every yeah. time. Yeah. I've tried to do better about that because I'm like, man, I'm being super cool to these people. But as soon as I get done playing, I, like a whole different human being mm-hmm. emerges. Well, and it's super weird. I have that too, but like, I'm very much an introvert. Yeah. And so I have to not be an introvert. Yeah. And so I don't know how to be me as an extrovert. So I just pretend to be the other extroverts that I've seen. Yeah. And so I don't know. It works, I guess. Yeah. It's weird, man. 
So I'm I'm the super homebody. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not playing, I'm at home. Like I I don't want to yeah. do much else. Like me and my wife have a great relationship. So like if I'm not playing, I'm chilling with my wife, and that's it. Like mm-hmm. I don't really have a desire to do much else. If she wants to go out, then like we'll go out. But otherwise, we're just gonna we're gonna chill at the house. We might go out to the lake and sit. And I feel that a lot. And that, that's kind of one of my problems. Is like because I'm not going out and meeting all the new people that are in town. Yeah. Like my pool of people that hire me just keeps kind of shrinking. Yeah. I've, I've been, I've been lucky lately. I've picked up just random gigs. Like somebody I know plays with somebody like, Hey, I got to sub this out. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I've never played with these bands before. And I'm back to that thing where I'm like starting to play with new mm-hmm. groups and new bands and meeting new people and schedule starting to fog. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> Cause artists that i've been playing with they're going back to one day a week or maybe mm-hmm. two yeah. days a week and i'm like yeah I, this this is all i do like i need something every day <laughs> yeah so or at least minimum five days a week yeah Dude, i'm so lucky when it comes to that gig at nudies yeah with, you were with telling them. me about it's like, that it's man wednesday through sunday every that's... week like we do five days we get two days off that's, and it's, it's pretty like, perfect it's the most amazing set. like the only gripe that i have is i wish my wife could work the same schedule Mm -hmm. because then like she's off work i'm at work i'm off work she's at work but now it's kind of switching to where she works from home so we're not hanging out but i still get to bother the crap out of her while she's working (laughs) well yeah i mean that's all you really want yeah Yeah. like i'm sure she was tickled Mm -hmm. so she was like oh good you're gonna be gone for a couple hours while i'm working (laughs) like i can get some stuff done this is gonna be good i can watch how to get away with murder like pretty good now that that's that's a great shift i mean mm-hmm. five days five days a week steady same and the same hours too you're not yeah. like a morning shift and then it's like you got the same morning shift yeah that that's yeah. the hard part is when you're doing openings and closings and it's all random yeah, i was and, telling him man i can't hardly do closing shifts anymore mm-hmm. i've done three or four um but every time i get asked for one i just i can't take it because no, like i'm yeah. not gonna give you what you need for that gig yeah, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the guitar player for that. Like I'll be able to play it, but I'm not going to be able to give you the amount of energy that you deserve mm-hmm. for that gig. So yeah. I'm not going to take it. Yeah, because those closing shifts, you got you got to have energy. Because if you don't, people walk right out the door as soon as that energy level drops. People start leaving. Yeah, everybody they, in they, the morning they just want a party at night. That's all they want. <laughs> yeah, tourists a lot of times in the morning they'll be like, "Where should I go tonight? Like, where are y'all playing tonight?" I'm like, "I'm not." But here's a few places that I know people that I know play mm-hmm. check out those places yeah and uh they'll be like so they do stuff like y'all do I'm like no not at all I'm like <laughs> we're still like them though we're, great. we're doing a lot of Merle Haggard and we're not doing <laughs> right. a lot of like Maroon 5 and stuff <laughs> like that and like five. yeah and like I'm I'm jealous a lot of times because like we'll start to do some rock stuff around 12 30 mm-hmm. one o'clock and I get to play it for like an hour and I'm like man I miss playing rock music but like the bands that come in and just do rock music. I'm so jealous every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, no, I'm too fat and old. I'd be tired. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Like the, the stint that we had on Thursdays, like that was the most rocking gig I've had in a long time. And I left there exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about doing two of those back to back. No, like, I would, that's what I do. It's... I mean, I used to be able to, and then like, <laughs> 
didn't do that for a while and would have to definitely build up Dude, to this it. new band that I've been playing with, Michaela and Chase, mm-hmm. the energy is through the roof. That sounds And cool. all of every band member, everybody, energy through the roof. And I leave that gig and I'm just like, oh, my body hurts. Yeah. Like, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, feel that. There's a like a happy medium kind of thing between like the gigs where you don't move at all. You're super sore afterwards because you're just like cramped up from being in this one position for four hours. And then Mm -hmm. the gigs where you play your ass off and you're jumping around and everything, you're super exhausted because you've been moving for four hours. Yep. But that little happy medium gig where you like, you're moving around just enough, just enough. <laughs> that, that's where I excel. To, I'm like, keep, okay, I'm doing good. Body that, just that's where my playing enough. is the best too, because yeah. if it's a super chill gig, I'm bored. And so yeah. I'm starting to do things that I shouldn't to see if it works. Yeah. Same. And then on the super energetic gigs, I'm stopping doing things that I should, because I got to get through the song. Right. Yep. I, so like, when Monday and Wednesday mornings, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just standing there chilling at Legends. Shopping I on. I, I, I don't know if you ever <laughs> noticed, but like I'm constantly like mm-hmm. rotating my shoulder because it just gets so stiff. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not moving like I normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that bass just hanging there just makes it so stiff. And I'm like, ooh, I gotta. I gotta, that's why like I'll walk outside just because like I need to just move. Yeah. I, just, I gotta, I gotta move my arms somehow. And then the gigs are super high energy. By the end, I'm like, I feel like I got hit by a train. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I did. I did a double Saturday. It was Annie's shift, and then that one's usually like that middle of the road. We do a lot of chill stuff, but then we'll still throw in some Zeppelin and stuff. So I yeah. get to I get to stretch a little bit. But I had to haul ass from there to Tootsie's and do a Dalton gig, which he does a lot of country stuff but he still keeps it very high energy and yeah. then there's still a lot of the high energy country bangers. <laughs> but by midnight, I was just like, dude, I'm having to try to get through these. Like it's, it's, I'm not the same guy I was a couple years ago when I could yeah. do doubles and triples three days a week. Yeah. Dude, I, I can't, it hurts. The doubles I'm okay on too. I try to not do the the high energy gigs back to back on doubles but unfortunately there's a few days where they are but man i can't do a triple i can't i didn't i've done one this year and i the third gig i just wasn't mentally i just wasn't there Mm -hmm. anymore like i just i i'd been playing all day i couldn't focus on anything i wasn't interacting with the crowd like i should have like i just was not there i was like yep i'm i'm done with the triples yeah i'm I'm, doubles fine triples absolutely not like 12 hours to have that music i didn't like there was a time where we were playing with annie we Mm -hmm. would do probably at least one triple a week Mm -hmm. a couple doubles yeah i mean we were we were averaging 10 to 15 gigs a week with yeah if i do more than seven like I'm done, mm-hmm. especially if you ask me to sing on anything. Like I did a a double last week, and we had uh, Henry Martin. I don't know if y'all know him. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he was singing and playing acoustic, and I was like, "This is a beautiful gig. I don't have to sing. I don't have to co front. I'm just sitting back here playing little lead guitar lines and just chilling." And I was wiped because I don't do many doubles. I was like, "Man, I'm glad I don't have to sing that." Because mm-hmm. if I had to sing a double, 
like shout out to all the female singers that come because the female songs like i didn't really start paying attention to that until a year or two ago like the majority of female songs are belting songs Mm -hmm. and then the majority of guy songs you're probably rapping or like unless you're doing like the the rock stuff the country songs anyways yeah the majority of those you're not belting as a country song yeah they're pretty laid back and then I started really paying attention to my singer and I noticed her getting tired and I was like, okay, I'm going to sing a lot more. And, uh, first of all, can we take a, a moment to just appreciate the female talent that's in this? Talent? Oh God, dude. Like, so good. I, they're incredible. Yeah. Like, and then like you said, the girls that do the females that do the back to back doubles and just belt it out and yeah. just can sing. And you're like, it's you, monstrous, you. dude. Mm-hmm. It's no, monstrous. It, it is such a high bar. So, have y'all heard of uh, the Electric Queens? No. Here in no. town, they've got a TikTok uh, page that's got like over a hundred thousand followers or something now, and they do these like uh, these videos where they sing your backup and you sing mm-hmm. like duet with them. Yeah, and uh, they're super cool. And uh, my singer Alyssa, that I play with, she's a part of them. And they do their thing, dude. And some of their stuff is killer. Uh, like the harmonies that they do with each other. It's just three female singers. And mm-hmm. like all three of them are killer singers by themselves that I've all have their original stuff out. And then they just got together and started doing their thing. And it's so good, man. That sounds good. Like, I mean, yeah. Like guys need to step it up. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel bad most because we have three different female singers that mm-hmm. float in and out throughout the week. And then I co-front with all of them. So I've got like three killer singers that I get to work with, like Mo Hoffmeyer and uh, Valerie Lynn. And then Alyssa does Friday and Saturdays. And man, all three of them are so good. Like they start singing Tennessee Whiskey and I'm like, I'm not singing on this. Never again. Never again will I sing this song. (laughs) I am done with this. it 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 blows my mind every time I get to work with a female artist here in town. And I'm like, God, y'all are incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and this is from like we're used to the already high bar yeah. that is set by amazing performers, and then some of these ladies, holy yeah. Jesus, they're they're just not, in my opinion, they're not getting the recognition. That oh, they absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely. Like they're. So talented. I mean, I've heard some of the ones that are getting recognition, and they don't hold a candle to some of these girls. Yeah, like insane. There's some of these like songwriter rounds and things that I've gone to, and I've just been trying to pay attention more to the the female songwriters and stuff, and they're so so good at the songs that they write, and And the number of them that are learning like technically how to use their voice versus like. How many times have we interviewed a male singer? It's like, oh well, voice lessons and this and this and, and guys, guys are just like, uh, sing a song. Yeah, yeah. no, like, <laughs> yeah. I've never had a vocal lesson. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I, I smoke a whole lot and try to sound like Chris Stapleton sometimes, like, and then I'll the rest of the time I try to sound show. like Luke Combs. Like, whatever. <laughs> like the only vocal thing that I do is like the Bruno Mars thing, where you eat a bag of Lay's potato chips before a gig. Is that like the thing? original lays, yeah, it helps. Oh, nice! Yeah, it helps keep your vocals. I don't know. I'm not smart. I'm not a smart it's man. Good enough for they're, him. It's good enough for me. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> real greasy, so it like lubricates. 
yeah. supposedly lubricates the throat. I had a singer who used to eat uh, like just a handful of French fries before yeah. a gig because it was mm. like apparently did the same thing for him, like help like lubricate his throat with the oil and that was in the French fries. So I don't I, I don't know if that actually so, works or not, but I'm gonna throw I've this out here knowing that this is probably super awkward. But when I try and sing, which is already bad enough. It makes me burp a lot. Yeah. Does that happen with you? Man. Is that like a real thing or is that I, just, am I weird? I think it's just a, a technique thing. Like, I don't have good technique. Anytime somebody asks me for vocal health stuff, I'm so, like, don't talk to me. I just want to know that I'm not the only one doing. that's like, I'm going to say burp. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does. It happens to me, but I'm also, when I'm singing, I'm drinking a lot more water. Yeah. And so okay. I don't know if it's just from like, ha- like it's getting more air out because i'm singing i, I mm-hmm. don't know but i've i yes what i've never heard that before I, anybody nobody's ever said that to me before yeah but like i like i, I can't be i let out one. a pretty big one a few months ago <laughs> in the middle of this like and i didn't even realize it was coming it just happened in the middle of me singing and i turned to my singer i was like did you just hear me burp she was like no <laughs> i was like all right good it passed but yeah. it was it was pretty rough i don't uh, know it, same thing happened to me. I was like in the middle of it. I mean, you've probably seen it. I'll be singing. And I'll just like turn my head real quick. Uh-huh. And I'll just like skip a few words because I had to burp. And I'm like, I'm not about to burp in the microphone. Absolutely yeah. not. Like, so yeah, no. Yeah, I feel like I make it worse for myself too because halfway through the gig, we do a, a fiddle feature and they play Orange Blossom Special. And then I always end up walking next door to Garth Brooks's little retail store and grabbing a Coke. Cause I'm like, ah, this will get me through the second half of the show and I can kind of like get my energy up a little bit because mm-hmm. there's more people starting to come in. And then you have all the carbon and then you have all that carbonation in there, man. And you start moving around a little bit and it all wants to come out. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with me with when I drink a Red Bull on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So I get that completely. Yeah. I got to start singing. I got to, I mean, at least some like harmony stuff. Yeah. Well, I've never taken an actual lesson, but I've, gotten advice and help from several actually female singers here in town i mean even some of the stuff that uh coco was talking about when we interviewed her man i've been very she's fantastic i've i've been doing some of her little just like a genuinely sweet human oh yeah her and shane are killer people yeah yeah, I, I need I, to meet Shane. I haven't met Shane. I, I've been doing. Are some we of trying her to get him tricks. on the podcast? Yes, I'm, okay. I'm gonna get him on here. Absolutely, yeah. But I've been doing some of the little tricks that she was talking about on that podcast, and man, it helps so much. So, like, shout I'm out not, to Coco. I'm not Thank tone you. deaf. I can hear it's wrong. <laughs> right. I can hear it's wrong. I just don't know how to fix it to right? where it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, another awkward thing. I'm just going to talk about me for a while, apparently. That's fine. Uh, another awkward thing, I because I've been focusing a lot more on my time mm-hmm. lately, which is something I probably should have done for a long time and haven't. So I have uh, live BPM going almost mm-hmm. every which show. I've noticed that, and I'm proud of you. I am. Dude, I've, I've gotten that comment from several people, and it's like, like I'm not noticing it sounding different, but... I guess everybody else is, and that makes me very happy. I'm glad that that's a thing. But, like, the big thing is, like, I can just check myself. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, it's easy to rush on fills and drag on calm, quiet parts. So mm-hmm. I can I can pay attention to that and adjust. And then if it does start to rush a little bit, I can pull it back down or whatever. But the thing that I've noticed that has got me kind of messed up is that when I think I'm dragging – 
like when it feels like I'm dragging and pulling everything back, Mm -hmm. I'm rushing. And it feels opposite to what's actually happening, which scares the crap out of me because that means when I don't have it and I've been playing and I'm like, oh shit, I'm dragging and I'm speeding up. Well, I'm rushing and then speeding up more. Gotcha. And so I'm like, dude, I think that is like the key to me fixing the big time problems that I've had in the past. Because, I mean, I didn't know that's how that worked. Well, yeah. Since I mentioned to you about getting the live BPM Mm -hmm. counter um, and you've gotten it, I've paid attention. I've noticed a huge change Mm -hmm. in your timing and your playing, and I appreciate it. I mean, again, not that you were horrible or anything before, but there were, you would right. you would get and excited at certain parts, and oh, some yeah. parts it, it would they would drag, and then I, there's other players that I play with that don't use one, and they do the same thing. And oh I've, yeah, it's, I've told them. I mean, like, it's, Look, it's natural. You're, yeah, well, and you're combating your natural. We're playing for instinct. four hours too. Like yeah. y- your body's going to go through exhaustion, and you you don't realize that you're doing that, and that you're mm-hmm. slowing down or speeding up in certain parts. So just having that there, just kind of check yourself. No, nothing it, it wrong is a with fantastic yeah. tool. Now, I will say that I probably lean on it too much. Like, I'll, I'll check it constantly. Right. And, and it's new. And, like, and I, I've noticed this, too, because when we used to play, like, I was all in it. Like, mm-hmm. heavy hitting, swinging for the fences, right. super high energy all the time. And the more I'm trying to make adjustments and play better musically and technically mm-hmm. the more i'm losing showmanship and losing the energy and intensity and excitement yeah and so now i'm trying to balance that <laughs> and that's a thing too because i'm focused on well, i'm playing right i'm playing clean i'm yeah. playing the part but i'm not so, playing visually yeah so i think one of your problems with that might be and this is just for me standing next to you mm-hmm. every wednesday and i i literally just I watch you play because <laughs> I'm looking at, there's nobody in, there's nobody in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking out the windows and while doing that, I'm watching you play. Yeah. And, um, I notice you, your phone is to the left mm-hmm. of you. So you're constantly turning and looking to your left. Yep. So ju- this is just my suggestion. I've seen other, uh, drummers do this and they use the live BPM get a phone clip like I have and yep. clip it yeah. on one of your stands in front of you. And that way you're looking forward and you can see it. I, I need to do um, that. That is Tristan has a really cool setup on his, uh, his whole rig, his phone. He has it plugged in to where it runs into his mixer. So he can, yeah. if he needs to, he can run a click or if mm-hmm. he needs to listen to a song real quick, he can play the song and it's only going into his ears. Yeah. But the way he has it set up, it's really cool. But his phone's, where he can see it just yeah. just to the left of where he just has to just kind of look over i, I definitely need you, to do that you're you're literally looking to your mm-hmm. left and i and and i don't that's know might if, be where you're if this is a normal that. drummer thing or if it's a me thing but that kind of looking down to the left thing mm-hmm. that's a natural like spot for me even before the phone situation like when i'm playing like that's that's how I naturally like if I'm focused yeah. on what I'm playing, that's what I naturally do anyway. Right. But so yeah, moving that phone would give me a reason to keep eyes front. And yeah. I just gotta, get, but even though like when you're playing that way, it's different from when you're just playing and you're, you're, you're kind of looking in that direction. But when you're having to focus on something mm-hmm. that is to your left and then down, yeah, 
that's where and again this is just from my no, personal and, and observation you're absolutely and right I, that, that I would think help that a lot. from what you just explained I'm like yeah just put it in front of you and I think that would really help with that situation I mean they have yeah. to buy another phone clip <laughs> <laughs> how many phone clips you lost or broke again uh, man <laughs> I've gotten a lot better but it's been an obscene amount there's probably like 30 in the time that we played together. oh yeah knock yeah. on wood I started buying better ones Oh, is that, is that the key? Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid to buy better ones because yeah. my problem isn't I've broken a couple right but I leave them yeah. it's my big problem I have that the, the eye clip one just the, yeah mm-hmm. dude those are fantastic I used to have one but I left both of them and then they were just gone yeah I've got two I keep one in my gig bag and one in the back of my amp just in case anybody forgets theirs or and then I've got like an extra pair of in-ears if somebody needs it and I have two of everything yeah. I have two of everything I try to even even bases. I even take two bases to every gig now just just because like yeah. so many times mm. something has gone wrong. And there was even one gig I was playing, uh, I don't know if you know Ty Swallow. Yeah. Um but Ty put Ty. up a post. Yeah. Fantastic. He's supposed to do the podcast too. Mm-hmm. Him and I have been talking. We're trying to we're trying to get a him on here. Busy season and yep. scheduling. I mean scheduling for this thing's hard anyway. Yeah. But I will say if you want to have like the most interesting conversations that you can possibly have on a nine hour road trip ties the guy that you want in your van with you oh yeah nice. yeah he went yeah. to myrtle beach with us and like he was 100 percent committed to go to Asheville, and then like the week before i was like oh i was wrong it's in myrtle beach it's like an extra six hour drive mm. he's like yeah man it's fine i'll be there and he just like hung out in the back and never met my wife before jumped in the car and it was just like immediate like killer conversation yeah the entire he's, ride he's a great dude yeah but i was playing at a uh, whiskey row and walking into my gig and he was playing at lucky bastards and about to go run over to johnny cash's and he just bought a bass and something in the wiring kept like shorting out mm. and or something something that i'm not exactly sure i think that's what it was i don't know exactly what was wrong with the bass but he kept he put up a post. He's like, "I need a bass. My bass is crapping out on me." Da, da, da. And thankfully, I had two, and so I just ran another one to him. I was like, "I know you play fives, but it's a four string." Yeah. There you go. Like, and dude, that's like, that's matter. a shout out to our community because oh, yeah. stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, people have saved my I ass. Mean, I forgot my symbols at home one time, and sent out a message on Facebook, and I think it was at Honky Tonk Central. A guy was like, "Dude, my symbols are in the basement. Go down there. It's this box." grab them just put them back when you're done yeah yeah i had uh one of those reverend guitars i had the fishman pickups you had to charge with like a phone charger mm-hmm. and it just started to die in the middle of a gig one day and i posted and like will beeman's bass player texted me and he was like hey i've got this fender strat i can bring you and i was like that's perfect that's what i'm normally playing anyways so and he was down there in like five minutes and like had me plugged up tuned everything ready to go and i was just like this is killer i mean so many times somebody has saved my ass at yeah. the last minute like it, it's i love our community yeah, yeah the the community here is absolutely fantastic i mean there, there's a few rotten apples but outside they can weed it out pretty quick yeah, yeah it's definitely a you get they what do. you put out kind oh, yeah. of town 100 percent, 100 percent. couldn't agree more yeah well we're uh coming into our, our closing minutes here so, but, uh, man, this has been a, a great one. I've, I've loved talking to you, man. I'm, I appreciate it, man. You, you're so, a great dude. I normally do this bit where I ask some kind of crazy question or whatever. Please God. Um, but 
This is less of a question and more of a prompt for you to tell a story okay. that you told me one time that was very fun. I believe this setting was you were at Best Buy buying a TV. And some, I think you were in your hometown or whatever. Oh. And it, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I do. All right. Well, then I'll just let you take it from here. But I um, think this is a fantastic story. Th- this is one of my, my favorite moments where I got to give the middle finger to somebody in my hometown. Um, so it I'm never excited. fails. I get a million messages from people saying like, hey, are you playing this time, this time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, well, we'll be at this place. And I play this shift. Been doing it for two years. Same shift. Always. They're like, cool. We'll see you on Thursday. I'm like, all right. Never show up on Thursday. I'm like, all right, whatever. So this one guy, he had done that to me five or six times. And my mom called me and she was like, hey, um, are you still coming down? I was like, yeah, I will be there in a little bit. And she's only like an hour and a half away. So I was like, we're on the way now. She's like, cool. I just want to let you know my TV broke and we're not going to have the TV. I was like, well, we're going to be at my mom's house for three days. There's not much internet out there. So we're going to go and buy mama TV. And like, I had just done like six or seven shows that week and we had a killer week and made a ton of tips and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to buy my mom a TV because I can. Yeah, why not? And uh, so we went to Walmart, went to the back, got our Roku TV. I was like, it's cheap. It's big. It has a Roku built into it. It's everything she needs and more because she'll never use the actual Roku part of it. Like, whatever. So we go up to the front and this guy comes up to me just immediately super condescending. He's like, oh, yeah, you still you still playing that guitar? I'm like, yeah, man, I, I'm up in Nashville. I play over at, uh, I think at the time I was playing at Tootsie's and Kid Rocks and Honky Tonk Central and stuff. He was like, oh, okay. Well, hopefully that works out for you. I was like, man, I hope so. We'll see. And I'd finished paying for the TV and everything, and my wife was standing there. I was like, hey, I'm going to run and get the car because it's raining. I don't want you to have to walk out in the rain and everything, and I'll put the TV in the car. She was like, okay. So I leave, tell him bye, whatever. And the whole time I'm just like, jackass, whatever. So I go out to the car, get the car, come back around. My wife comes out and she's just dying laughing. I was like, what happened? She was like, well, after you walked away, he was like, yeah, I've known Ian a long time. She was like, yeah, that's my husband. He's a sweetheart. She's like, yeah. You have to buy him a TV? She was like, no, th- this isn't for him. He was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, his mom's TV broke. And so he didn't have any gigs today so we just drove down here to buy his mom a new tv and then we're gonna run over there and set it up and then we're going back home he was like oh oh okay she was like yeah the guitar thing's really working out for him really great (laughs) and then she just walked away and i was like yes that's amazing amazing." i don't know your wife but i already love her that's to put the stamp on this what car were you driving oh i was driving a dodge challenger Putting a 65 inch in a Dodge Challenger is not a lot of fun, but it was really, <laughs> no, it's really fun doing it whenever he walked out of the store and he had to uh, see that. I've know, since got rid of the Challenger and bought a minivan. I went to the far left side of that, but it looked really but cool for a little bit. How many freaking times has that minivan been super convenient oh, and comfortable? Every day. And it's like, yeah, I can this see is the, the road. Way to go. It's great. <laughs> I can see the road. I can see the road. <laughs> Oh man! No, yeah, I almost said that awesome. when I walked up. I was like, "That's a different Dodge." Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's different. But, but no, you were so proud when you bought that car too. Oh you were man! Like, ah, I got a nice car. I ended up hitting somebody in it, and then <laughs> we get hit by an Uber driver at like two o'clock in the morning on Broadway one night, and 
I was like, this car is like super dark and super sleek and you just cannot see it at night. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to get a big, obnoxious white minivan. <laughs> that way people won't hit us. And so we had it for a month. My wife took out a column in a parking garage and yeah, that's how it goes. I was like, well, nobody's hitting us, but now my wife's hitting stuff, but <laughs> we got it fixed. So it's all good. That's, I, I had that's an awesome like story. That. I love yeah, that. Man. Uh, I've, I've, I haven't had a moment quite like that, but I, I still get those comments from p- some people back home. Mm-hmm. Like, I still see you're playing guitar, so how long are you going to do that for? Yeah. The rest of my life. Yeah. I, <laughs> I tell everybody, I'm like, I have no other skills, man. Like, right? you know, I'm doing this, and I'm probably going to die on stage somewhere. If it's mm-hmm. that's, if that's on Broadway, then I did way more than I ever thought I was going to do. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I got to play music for a living and make good right? friends and do cool stuff and make and money cool doing it like yeah you get you get to live off of it that's yeah that's it's that's fucking awesome yeah dude, it's, it's insane is. the the amazing amount of like people not understanding how great this town is and like the crap that i hear about nashville all the time i'm like dude there's nowhere else in this world you're ever gonna go where you're gonna see so many people who don't have to deal with a stupid boss mm-hmm. except for like a manager at a venue or something that maybe doesn't know what they want. But other than that, like the majority of the time you're just making people happy and like hanging out with your buddies. And yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Doing the same shit we were going to do for free anyway. Right. Like, yeah. Like we weren't not going to play music. Yeah. Like that wasn't an option. We now just, we just get now to, we do get it to go every somewhere day. and do it. That pays us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we get to do it every day and get, paid to do it uh-huh. and we're still hanging out on and stage like, with our friends yeah like even in my situation right now because i'm kind of like not playing nearly as many gigs as i'd like to yeah like the money i'm making versus the amount of time i have to work yeah ugh, like my mom always tells me she feels bad for me because she'll call me every day and be like how was your show i was like it was good how much did you make I'm like oh we made this much she was like well you made this much an hour it must be tough I'm like, well, you know, if it was 40 hours, it'd be right. Maybe. No, if we had a 40 hour week at what we right. make, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was doing well enough in life. And I was proud of myself finally playing music wise whenever we sat down and I made more money than my wife did. She's got two degrees mm-hmm. and a full time job. And I've got no degrees and technically a part time job that I do full time. And I was like, right, we're doing OK. You got a fact because I had this conversation with somebody too, uh, doing the whole real job yeah. thing, and they brought up like doctor or lawyer, and yeah. I was like, oh, so if we're basing this purely on education, yeah, I have a decade more education than they yeah. do. Yeah, I've had that. Conversation I just don't have pieces times. of paper to yeah. say it. I've I've literally been learning how to do this since I was twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like twenty-three years. I have been and active, lear- like actively learning. It's not like right. we stopped learning and we're coast. Like I learn shit all the time. Oh yeah. If it's, nothing else, if the only other thing that you were learning was songs, mm. you're still learning way more than a lot of people. Oh yeah. Who are just sitting around, just floating through life. When all I did when I first moved here, and they were like, "Hey, here's the Broadway standards. Here's the set list," and yeah. all I did was learn songs. The amount of music theory I learned just from that oh, yeah. and the connections I made that I didn't understand before, 
man, it, it blew Oh, what's me great away. is when you go to try to explain something to somebody and then you start going down this whole like lecture of music there and you're like, holy yeah. shit. Like, not only do I know this, because obviously I play this, so I know this, but like I can articulate it. Yeah. Just like a music teacher would. Yeah. Because these are the words that make sense. Yeah. And I have a, yep. a proof positive person now that I can show somebody whenever somebody's like, well, I mean, yeah, you know all that, but like, you don't really know it. I'm like, well, if I didn't really know it, I couldn't teach it. Mm-hmm. Now go talk to my wife about my gear. Mm-hmm. And my wife knows every guitar that I own, every pedal that's on my pedal board, what it does, who made it. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Like I'm super blessed to have the coolest wife in the fucking world, but she knows like all of that crap. So I'm like, if you want to know, I can teach you. I taught her. Right. So, you know, my ex-wife was the same way. Actually, like she knew every bass I had, the different types of basses that I played and why I played them. Right. The pedals that I wanted and how they worked and the noises they made. Like she, she, cause I, I would, I would just sit there and talk about it. Yeah. You know, like my wife blew me away a few weeks ago because I was looking at Les Pauls mm-hmm. I was like, I really want a Les Paul. She was like, that one has too much low meds in it. I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she was like, listen to it and now play this one. And then she walked over to the the rack and picked up the other one that I had been playing. That was next to three other gold tops. Picked up the exact one I had been playing and then brought it over to me. And she was like, listen to this one. And so I started really listening instead of just one feeling it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, dang, you're right. It's like that. Dude, I got to give me one. I know. Man. Dang. Like between her dad being a guitar player and a singer and everything back in the nineties and her mom was a singer in that band and like they're super supportive of me being up here. They're like, Anytime that you think about quitting, just call me and I'll tell you how much of an idiot you are for wanting to quit. I'm like, All right, cool. So I like, need some of those in my life I know, too, right? Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> I know. I had some conversations with people lately. I'm like, well, you know, I'm I'm thinking about maybe going this direction, and they're like, yeah, you should, or whatever. I'm like, no, you're supposed to tell me the opposite. Yeah, like, tell me that I need to stay here. Stay here, keep right. Like, and during COVID, I called my my stepdad just about crying. Not my stepdad, my father-in-law. Uh, I was just about ready to start crying because I didn't know what to do. And he's like, man, just stick it out. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you need help paying your rent, just call me. I was like, no, man, I can't do that. And he was like, listen, a bunch of people are going to leave. Mm-hmm. But if you're here, after all the dust settles, you'll be good. Now, that boom when and everything like, opened right. back up. Because, I mean, it oh, was man. fucking instant. It was like nobody, everybody. Yeah. 2021 was the best year I'd ever had. Dude, I worked yeah. a quarter. and financially. I worked yeah. a quarter as much for twice the money. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. I got that gig at Nudie's after that, and I was like, okay, I'm set. Like, mm-hmm. I'm chilling there, man. Like, I'll go and do my original stuff at night, and then in the morning I'll be there, oh, and yeah, I'll be good. Dude. So, yeah, definitely lucky for my in-laws and my wife and, and everything. Then, then there was that drought of bass players. Yeah. I almost picked up bass gigs. Bro, dude, I bought a bass to start I, I, I was doing it. triples, like, three four days a week oh yeah i was still watching telling you more people know than people. you can handle yeah dude like i was I, I was getting i was on stage and people like hey are you those nope i'm playing nope i'm playing nope yeah. i'm playing like mm-hmm. man it's it, it was insane yeah you and three or four other people i was watching on facebook just to see what y'all schedules were like and i was like man i could pick up like four or five as many as you wanted really and i would be solid dude between me logan hatcher ty swallow mm-hmm. and um hell even noah was getting a shit ton of yeah and noah started playing bass like we were all just 
like I said, I bought a bass and started learning and yeah. realized I, I have to have a teacher to keep me focused on what I need to learn rather yeah. than, oh, I'm going to go play this Disney song. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Me, well, we're going to get out of here for today. Yeah. But oh. uh, Ian, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and whatnot uh, yes. so they can follow you. Yeah. Ian Bennett Guitar. I-A-N-B-E-N-N-E-T-T. Guitar. Everywhere. TikTok. Facebook. Love Instagram. your TikTok videos. Man. They're I so appreciate fun. it. So far, the Lizzo video has gotten more traction than anything else. I post one video of a fat white dude singing Lizzo, playing guitar and dancing, and you get 90,000 views, apparently. That's awesome. Post a video of you playing a guitar solo, perfect. Uh, you get like 600. But, yeah. Man, don't you hate that shit? I do. <laughs> like, I do. if you do some flashy bullshit, everybody's like, whoa! You do some, like, legit stuff where you're like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. Crickets. Nothing. But, yeah. Ian Bennett guitar. Uh you can follow my singer if you want to see like where we're actually going to be playing. It's a Lisa Scott official. Um, yeah. Handsome hangovers. Awesome. Bobby, nice. where can they find you at? I am Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music everywhere. If you search Story of Bob, you should find me. Also look for that link for my fundraiser because I could definitely use your help. Be a hero. Yeah, please, please help out his fundraiser. I'm going to help you guys out today with that. I'm still so. probably going to do a gig in a dress. I'll get arrested. I'll give shit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe one of our listeners will bail you out. Uh. <laughs> Mom. And uh, I'm Kyle Thurkey, Thurkey Bass everywhere. Again, if you're looking for me, I'm not hard to find. Y'all, thanks so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. We love all the feedback and, yes. and all y'all talking to us, reaching out, wanting to be on the podcast. Uh, it, it's It's been a blast Feel for free us. to ask questions, too. Yeah, I mean, whatever I mean, y'all want to know, yeah, feel free to reach we'll out We'll talk to about us. it. So, um, until next time, AMF. Bicycle. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.